since we did our last episode, uh, the Penguins have played three games against the Flyers. They went four and one against the Vancouver Canucks. They were four and three, and then they lost their game to the Avalanche one to nothing. Yeah, Philadelphia and Vancouver games were pretty good. Uh, I think everyone pretty much figured they'd beat Philadelphia. Uh, Vancouver, as we said before, is the first uh, playoff team from last year that they played. And then uh, Colorado, um, just really can't say, you know, anything bad about them. You know, they were not, not a very good team last year. Patrick Wacom's in as head coach. Uh, you know, he's a goalie, so he plays a very defensive system. Uh, J.S. Jaguar, um, you know, a great goalie, but he is older now, but still very solid. And the way the team plays in front of him, they just don't get a whole lot of quality shots. And the ones that are on that, he can stop. And I just think Colorado did a good job. And, you know, they'll definitely be in the playoffs. You know, they might even win their division. Yeah, I, I was going to say, um, after after the Canucks game, I thought that was the toughest opponent the Pens had faced so far. Mm-hmm. And then two days later, after the Avalanche game, that there that was that was the best team they faced so far. And um, you know they were both seven one teams going into that game, and um, it was kind of it was different from what I expected. I expected kind of a faster paced, high scoring affair, and uh, both teams really uh, played defense real well. Ended up you know one to nothing score so I was kind of surprised by how the game was played but I knew it was going to be a pretty close game yeah Yeah, after watching it though it just made sense um you know with Patrick Waugh you know just makes sense that he would want a defensive system and you know he's done a great job all right and uh some significant news came out today um Ole Mata is going to stay with the Penguins and uh, so he won't be sent down, back down to his junior team. He's gonna be, he's gonna be um, with the big team the rest of the season. Yeah, one thing that really amazed me is uh, there's been a lot of debate by uh, people whether he should stay or not. Um, but really, the praise he got from players today, uh, UC Jokinen, uh, which is fellow countryman, uh, just saying. He looks mature beyond his years. Uh, Brooks Orpic says uh, he does all the right things in the locker room. You know, he prepares well for the games. And uh, even Dan Bausma, you know, everyone's just really high on this guy right now. Yeah, yeah. And so for now, um, you know, he's been playing with Bortuzzo, but uh, Latang is very close to coming back from injury. He might play um, on Friday against the Islanders. So this is going to uh, kind of affect the defensive pairings going forward. Yeah, yeah. the Penguins had a practice today um, where they paired Latang with Scuderi, which was the projected pairing going into the season. Uh, Orpik and Martin are, of course, still together. And now uh, <coughs> Matt was paired with Matt Niskanen. Which, if you look at those three pairings, you know, you have the more offensive, puck-moving defenseman, as well as the stay-at-home guy. So, really, a very balanced top six. And then, of course, they'll put Bo- Robert Bortuzzo as the number seven defenseman. 
Mm-hmm. Um, also, another implication with him staying, with Mattis staying with the team, is that once everyone um, is off injured reserve, the Pens are going to be above the cap again. So yeah. there's going to need to be some kind of move or trade or something. So you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, right now it's not an issue because uh, James Neal is on IR, making $5 million a year. Uh, so it's not an issue as of now. Uh, but yeah, something will have to be made. You know, the rumors all preseason were Niskanen was going to be moved due to his cap hit. But he's played so well, it's hard to, you know, just get rid of someone like that. Um, you know, Tanner Glass makes $1.1 million. He's played a good season so <coughs> far as well. Yeah. And this year he's been playing on the PK, so he's really... Much improved yeah, from last year. really making his money this year. So, I mean, it's going to be a tough decision. I think there's there's someone that people haven't been talking about that also is an option. What about Brooks Orpic as someone you trade? It's his last year of his contract. Um, so, you know, if he wants big money and the Pens don't think that uh, that they could give it to him, why not try and get something out of him before the end of the season? Yeah, and I don't even know if Brooks Orpic would be someone the Penguins really pursued aggressively this off season. Just because, um, you know, right now he's known more of a defensive defenseman, but, you know, the majority of his career, you know, he was a hard-hitting defenseman, and that just really takes a toll on your body. Uh, so that definitely is an option. Uh, kind of hate at this point to break up the pairing of Orpik and Martin because of the stability that's there, but that definitely is an option. Mm-hmm. He's the longest... Uh Longest serving penguin on the team right now. He He's been there the longest. Um, but I mean, it's really anyone's guess right now, and the move might not really need to be made for a while because we don't know how long Neil's going to be on um, the long-term IR. Uh, Vokun is still on that. Um, D'Agostini is still on injured reserve, but I think he comes off on Saturday, and then yeah. Bennett is also on injured re- reserve. So. Yeah. Um, with the Penguins' injury history, a move might not even need to be made. <laughs> That's very true. And uh, just a quick note on uh, Thomas Vokun that you mentioned. Uh, he's a cap hit of $2 million. Uh, he will be on the IR for a minimum of three months because of the medications he's taking. Is that three months from? From when the incident happened, but still. So that was in September? Yeah. Okay. And, but that's minimum, though. You know, he has to get back into game shape, and uh, I'm sure it'll be, right. you know, some doctor's appointments. So. Hmm. Okay. Well, in the next four days, the Penguins play three games. Um, Friday against the Islanders, Saturday against the Toronto Maple Leafs, and then Monday against the Carolina Hurricane. So, oh, also then on the following Wednesday, um, they're playing the Boston Bruins. So with this many games in that short amount of time, we'll probably be seeing Jeff Zatkoff at some time. 
Yeah, yeah. Dan Bowsma has confirmed that uh, Zach Huff will be used during this stretch. Um, what team do you think gets gets Zach Huff? Uh, Bowsma wouldn't tip his hand too much today <clears throat> in his interview because um, he was talking about the different possibilities. Would you rather have him at a home game or an away game? Uh, or if you just want to solely look at who the opponent is, um, you know, Friday, the Islanders, Saturday, Toronto, and then Monday, Carolina. I would really like to see Zatkoff Saturday versus the Maple Leafs just because you would assume, assume Fleury would play three of those four games. Mm-hmm. And with Zatkoff playing the Toronto game, that gives a- Fleury the most rest. That's a hockey night in Canada game. Yeah, it is a big stage. And, uh, you know, Toronto's no slouch. You know, Phil Kessel, mm-hmm. you know, the star of that team, and they really turned it around. They're leading the Atlantic Division right now. Um, you know, but Carolina's second mm-hmm. in the Metropolitan Division right now. They are um, second, but they're... I don't know. I still don't think they're very strong. I know they're 4-2 no, and two now. I mean, I don't think they finish second in the division. Um, you know, but they've had a good start. And then the Islanders, you know, after the playoffs last year, we all know what they can bring. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, you know, if I was the head coach, I would say Saturday against Toronto. You say Saturday against Toronto. What about this situation? What if you play a flurry against the Islanders to kind of get some redemption for the playoffs last year mm-hmm. and then play him again? I know it's back-to-back against the Maple Leafs. But then play Zadkoff against the Hurricane, so Flurry has three days off before a game against the Bruins. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely one thought. Uh, you know, there's always talk about overworking a goalie, and uh, you know, really not since Brodeur used to play 72 games a season. Uh, you just don't really see goalies play back to back anymore. Um, I'm not saying it's a terrible idea, but I just don't see Dan Bosma going with that. Well, I mean, there's always also another option of of having Zakoff play two games in that stretch. Uh, that's a possibility as well, but you know, his first game, he has, yeah. to, he has to play well, right? You know? But and the argument for playing him more would be that um, you don't want to wear Flurry out. And you know where Flurry out for the playoffs, and this division is pretty weak, so the Pens are probably going to probably going to fare pretty well and win this division. So just keep Flurry rested, keep him fresh for the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you know, Pittsburgh will certainly be major contenders for the division, but uh, I feel still feel like. Jeff Zadkoff needs to prove that he belongs in the oh, NHL. Yeah, I mean, you know, if he has another bad outing, right? Um, you know, I assume Ray Shiro is going to be looking at other options. How many how many bad games do you think before before looking or getting another? Not goal? very many. It you know, it's only took a few bad starts for Danny Sabrin before you know he was out. So so pretty short leash. Yeah, like three game stops. Oh yeah, if if he plays poorly in three games, um, you know there's going to be a trade or at least a waiver pickup. 
Mm. Or you no. don't think they go down to any of their other AHL guys? I mean, they have Andy Kyoto. Uh, you know, an interesting pickup this off season. Uh, his last start in Pittsburgh was ten years ago now. Wow. Um, it's been a long time. Yeah, who's the college guy they signed? Uh, Hartzell. Yeah, Hartzell. Um, you know, young guy just out of college. I don't know if they'd want to give him a shot or not. Um, it kind of almost seemed like he'd thrown him to the wolves at this point. Yeah. Yeah, so this is kind of like, you would say this is kind of like Jeff Zatkoff's last last stand almost gotta, yeah i mean he gotta has to do something he yeah he has to prove himself does prove himself mean win or does that just mean better showing just better showing okay because uh, the florida game was pretty bad six goals yeah. i mean Fleury's rookie season he went i think it was four and 14 um yet he played good that was a bad you know, yeah that was a bad team you know he there were a few games he faced 50 shots you know so it's really for Zakov. It's making the saves he's supposed to make. You know, that's what it comes down to. Okay, so it's not record. It's no, it's not production. for backup. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, Friday, you're going to see John Tavares, mm-hmm. and um, presumably Evgeny Nabokov in net. Yes. Um, yeah, Nabokov has been strong against the Penguins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was. They said in the playoffs last year, it was either um, Crosby or Malkin. Like, that was one of the goalies that they haven't scored against. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, back when he was on the West Coast, um, you know, don't play those yeah, teams as well. They were on, he was on pretty good Shark but, teams yeah, back then. Yeah, very good. Um, one big difference <clears throat> for the Islanders this year, um, they're without uh, Mark Strait. Uh, pretty big loss. He is an older defenseman. But he was real leader of that team, and uh, I mean he could still get the job done. He wasn't that old, uh, you know. I feel like it's something the Islanders can overcome, but at this point in the season, I think they're missing him a little bit. Yeah, they're off to um, well, they're third in the division right now. Three wins, three losses, and uh, three overtime losses. So, kind of just a real, real like definition of mediocre i guess so um and then on saturday um as we said the toronto maple leafs who are leading the atlantic division uh seven and three so um they actually have one more loss than the penguins but they've played one more game so Mm -hmm. yeah they'll be in Interesting fight for that division. Uh, Toronto, Detroit, Boston. Figured they're they're all content for that. Um, Montreal kind of a slow start. They might get up there as well. Mm-hmm. A little more open than some of the other divisions. Yeah, that the Atlantic division is a a little bit more competitive than the Metropolitan is. Um, and then, as we had mentioned, Carolina, second in the uh, Metropolitan, going up against Pittsburgh on Monday. So, uh, pretty much same characters. You'll see the Stahl brothers and mm-hmm. Cam Ward. And uh, Once again, as I've said before, uh, you know they played Carolina the second week of the season. Uh, they basically live and die by Eric Stahl and Cam Ward's play. They're really the leaders of that team. 
finally, the last game of October is the Boston Bruins. So uh, I think everyone in Pittsburgh will be wanting a little bit of uh, redemption for that sweep in the playoffs mm -hmm. last season. Yeah, I haven't really checked. I assume that game will be a national broadcast, though. Uh, uh, yeah. It might be. It's it, They're doing, like, Wednesday night rivalries. and mm -hmm. uh, Oh, yeah, it is going to be on NBC Sports. So going to have yeah. to go to a bar to watch that game. Uh yeah, channel that most people don't have. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, all penguins are gonna want that. Um, you know, Gimlo is now on the enemy. You know, he's just gonna add to the rivalry. And uh, yeah, oh, I mean, what can you say about Boston? They're just a tough team to play. They're physical, um, but they're not overly physical. You know, just a tough. Well, they have that giant on their team. Yeah, Zidane Ochara. And, you know, a good, just a good defensive system. Man, Tuka Rask was really, I mean, really good in the playoffs mm -hmm. last year, so. Um, I would I, like to see how, you know, there's a lot of talk about Tuka Rask and Tim Thomas, um, you know, but playing in such a defensive team, I would just like to see how those two would do on another team. Mm. Um, I mean, they, you know, I'm not trying to take anything away from them, they have performed well. I just kind of wonder how they would perform on a team like Pittsburgh where they're facing more shots. Well, I mean, you'll you'll get to see that this year because Thomas is playing for the Panthers. Did he sign with the Panthers? I'm pretty sure he did. Uh, well, and they're a terrible team. Yeah, that'll be so. interesting to see then. That's what I always loved uh, Thomas Ocoon when he was with Florida. Um, you know, I heard about him first when he was with Nashville and some of those playoff runs. But, you know, in Florida, he just faced so many shots and – just really played well. <laughs> yeah, it was hard to be a good goaltender in Florida, but yeah. he, he was. Um, the thing about the Boston game, and to an extent the Islanders game, where there's like carryover emotion from like the playoffs or an earlier game in the season, I get a little nervous because I don't want... I don't want the Pens to get too emotional and, like, push too hard and and take, like, dumb penalties, you know, like, roughing and stuff like that. So do you think you're going to see any of that um, against either of those teams? Well, I think that the Pittsburgh-Boston rivalry may be one-sided. You, know, you know, is this a game that Boston's going to be hungry for? You know, they swept Pittsburgh. You know, do they care about it as much? You know, Jerome McGinley might. That's true. Um, but other than that... Well, that's the thing. That, I mean, Pittsburgh won the season series in the regular season last year against Boston. Mm -hmm. But then Boston won the series that mattered in the playoffs. Yeah. Convincingly. It was hard to watch. It was. <laughs> so it might be a one-sided rivalry. That's... That is, uh, that's accurate. That's that's something that could be. What about the Islanders, though? I mean, third in the division right now. You know, maybe looking to knock off the guys that knocked them out of the playoffs last year. Yeah, I mean, I could see, really, uh, the Penguins and the Islanders becoming a rivalry just because they're both good at this point. Um, you know, some of the other 
rivalries they had with the old division opponents like New Jersey, uh, New York Rangers, and Philadelphia. They're not that great now. <laughs> so I think the Pittsburgh-New uh, York Islanders thing could take off. Um, you know, it's not like Pittsburgh swept them. You know, it was a very tough six-game series. Yeah, it was uh, longer than a lot of people thought it should have been. Yeah, a lot of people were thinking it would be sweep, so. yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also have not as flashy as the uh, moves made on defense, but there have been some moves for the bottom six. Uh, <clears throat> Derek Engelin, once again, will be playing wing on the fourth line uh, for at least the Islanders game. That's where he practiced. Um, Bo Bennett was placed on IR, which that's retroactive to when he was first out. So that was more just a procedural thing. Uh, Chris Connor and uh, Zolnercheck have both been sent back down to Wilkes-Barre. And Jason Magna has been called up. So really just shuffling the minor league guys around a little bit. But there'll be a little bit of a different look to the bottom six. Um, what do you think about Engeland as a forward? Um, well, at first I didn't like it, just because it made me think of when they tried it with Orpic, and it just really didn't work. Uh, but That, was, that like, was more of a discipline thing. Like, Mike Tarion didn't like how he was playing, so that was a message sent, you know? Yeah, I can see that with, you know, Tarion's system. Uh, but Englund, you know, he's playing on the fourth line, so he's not really expected to be scoring a lot. But I really think he's played sound, you know, bottom three hockey. Yeah, it was uh, surprisingly good um, at, at his two outings or so. Thought yeah. he might have. I mean, normally when he's on defense, you know, he's one of those guys that you don't want to notice. You know, if, he, exactly. if you don't notice him, then he's doing his job. Mm-hmm. But when he was playing forward, uh, he... You know, threw a couple hits, and you know, you noticed him, and he wasn't really doing anything wrong, so that's always good. Um, this guy Magna, what is he a right wing, left wing? Where will he be? Just on the bottom. He will be. Line? Uh, no, he's actually practicing on the third line. Mm. So he will get some time with uh, Sutter. Um, I don't know if that's to see if they develop chemistry or just where there's a need. Uh, you know, there's talk of Matt D'Agostini coming back sometime soon as well. So, really, they're just trying to see what works in the bottom six now, and, you know, we'll try and solidify that moving on. What will that third line be with uh, Sutter and, and Magna and who else is on that? Uh... Uh, it'll be Tanner Glass. Tanner Glass. Now. Yes. Okay. Okay. So then the fourth line is what Adams, Vitali, and and Engeland. Engeland, that's so. right. Okay. Yeah. So not a bad bottom six. Uh, you know, just gonna take a little tweaking and see who fits where, and really if anyone develops chemistry. Um, I really like Joe Vitali and Craig Adams on the fourth line. I think those guys should stay there. Um, they have a little bit of chemistry together, and they're both high energy guys. Can really cycle the puck. Yeah, I like. I like Vitaly in the lineup over 
uh, over Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm a fan of that. And Vitaly seems to be a little more durable. Yeah. Well, Vitaly just seems to be a better player, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, the thing with Vitaly is I don't think he's ever really been an every-game player. So when he does get a start, you know, he's giving it his all because he wants to be in that lineup every night. All right, well, that's all for us this time, so uh, see you next time. See you.